One, and we're live with Miami's Community News, and our guest today is Lourdes Little. I left out the middle of a couple names there. Hard for me uh, that's to, fine. To, to pronounce them. But by Wednesday or Thursday, and today is uh, Tuesday, right. next Wednesday or Thursday, I'll get it You'll right. You'll get it right. So Lourdes is with Goodwill of South Florida. Yes. For a long time. Yes. So first tell us about Goodwill, and then we're going to talk about how wh the things that you do there. Okay. So Goodwill is, everyone knows Goodwill, right? We're one of the most recognizable brands and logos um, in, the, in, the, in the country, and we're very recognizable. The thing is that people don't really know exactly what it is that Goodwill does. A lot of times people hear a lot of the nonprofits that have been around for a very long time, but they don't know exactly what we do. Uh, so everyone knows us because of our stores. We have 34 stores. 34 stores where? In Broward and Miami. Okay. Yeah. So everybody knows us with our stores. The really beautiful thing about Goodwill is what we do um, and what our mission is. We focus on job training uh, for people with disabilities and other needs. And so most of the time people think that we have they donate their stuff to goodwill which is great we love that we put them into our stores and most people think that our stores are there for people maybe of lesser means to be able to go or somebody who's just looking for an awesome you know bargain and that's great but really look at our stores as a fundraiser because it's what we do with the money that we generate at the stores that really is the, the you know the secret about what um, goodwill does and we use the, all of the, that money to fund programs for people with disabilities and to get them working so and you work and you go to employers in the community to get, to try to find people to hire them. Well, or do you that hire them is directly? that is our goal. That is our goal. We wish more and more people in the community would look to people would look to hire people with disabilities. But because the need in South Florida is so great, um, that goodwill is one of the uh, is considered a social enterprise. So even though it is a nonprofit, in many aspects it operates as a business would meaning. We have, um, we operate it as a business. The difference is what we do with that, with the revenue. So right now, Goodwill has four different um, divisions that all fund to uh, our mission of rehabilitation. And by, so- By the way, Lourdes knows what she's talking about, all right? Been there how long? Uh, 21 years. 21 years, so yeah. uh, I'm sorry, so go on and yes. continue. So, uh, so the way that it works is we have four different businesses that we operate. One of them is the most popular, which is our stores and our donated goods. The second one is um, one that surprises very many people. We are um, an apparel manufacturer. So under one roof, just in Alapata, down the street from here, we have um, over 1,200 people that are sewing the military uniforms for our troops. There's a 1,200 people that are working for Goodwill. Yes. So when we bring clothes to you yes. and those are sold, yes. that helps pay for those people that are making Correct. other products that are for sale. Correct. Yeah, okay. Very good. So. So we make the military uniforms for our troops, our men and women of, of the armed forces, and we also do a very important flag, which is the interment flag of the United States. So anybody who has served our country, who is a veteran and who, who, who passes away and they have their military, um, the military funeral, the, the flags that lay over the caskets are flags made by uh, people with disabilities at goodwill. So those are two, those are two of the divisions. Uh, our third division is we are the largest janitorial contractor. So we have, we clean over about 115 to 120 different buildings, uh, state, federal, and local here in Miami. So at night when everyone goes home from their, th from their federal state buildings, our janitorial crew comes out and does the custodial and maintenance for all amazing. of those buildings. So, yes. so far we have the stores, uh -huh. then you have the, the people that work. The sewing. That, that are uh, sewing Correct. and creating clothing for the services. Yep. For the armed services. Yep. 
And then you also clean? The custodial and janitorial. Right, state and federal building. And local, but, yeah. And local, and when we're asleep, you guys yes. do that. Yes, okay. we go out and we do so the courthouses and we do all of those fun buildings, yes. And so we also have a commercial laundry and that's our newest venture. That's about five or six years now. And it's we do laundry for the local hospitals. So we have Jackson, we have UM. We do all of the, you know, no, no one really ever thinks who, who washes thunk? the linens or the towels or the gowns that people wear at hospitals, you know, especially these days. But it's one of those, uh, we're kind of a frontline hero in a roundabout kind of way because we're the ones that keep the hospital linens clean, uh, you know, for obviously the people who need who need hospital care. And so we opened that division in, um, in Liberty City about four or five years ago. And we did that on purpose as one of the, you know, the, the, the poorest pockets of you know, cities in the, in the country uh, with, a, with a purpose to hire people from within a three mile radius for economic development of that area. So we're looking to hire people. Many times the people that we serve are people who are below, live below the poverty line who have a disability, uh, who don't necessarily have work skills. And, you know, they come from, you know, other places or, or, or just a lot of family trauma and a lot of issues. And so they're really behind the eight ball. And so Goodwill is a, a beautiful organization that allows people hope, opportunity, and gives them a chance to do something and to learn work skills. I'm stunned. Yeah, yeah. I am, I I'm, you didn't I'm know, speechless. right? You didn't know. I yeah. thought it was you, you drop off some clothes and then they clean them up. And they yeah. put them back out. You have some furniture, right? And then they yeah. sell it. That's that's twenty five percent of what we do. Yeah. So it's it's very entrepreneurial. It's a nonprofit who believes in and doing for themselves. And so we're about ninety five percent self supporting. Excuse me. Before you go yeah. on, I want to say hello to Lou Gill. And look who's here, Jessica Lansbury. I'm oh, sorry, Lansbury. 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 Hey, Jessica. So that's awesome. Yes. yes. So, so it's it's a very diversified, very a lot of multicultural diversity. Uh, Goodwill is the voice for people who are sometimes often marginalized and who don't have can't necessarily speak up for themselves. So we really make them feel like they belong, that they're a part of something, and we make them feel good about what they do, and we teach them work that's, skills. That's for you, but I'm not going to take it. <laughs> so, all right, so. You have, the, you have, how many people are on the payroll or subcontractors? We're, we're, the last time I checked, we're the 17th largest employer in Miami-Dade County. Yeah, so we have over about, we were 3,100 pre-COVID and now we're about 2,800 uh, post-COVID. So uh, we're, we're, we're one of the, the big players in town. Yeah. That is unbelievable. I know, and nobody knows. That's why I'm here. So I, I'm, I'm stunned, all right? So let's talk about it. So somebody drops off some clothes at the yep. local Goodwill. Yep. D tell us what, what happens to those clothes once they drop them off. Okay. So one of the things we know is that people drop off clothes for convenience. And luckily, we have over 60 donation trailers, attended donation trailers across the city uh, for people's convenience. And so they usually give us their donations. And we take those donations and we take them to our stores and we process them. So in the back, things are processed. They're um, you know, whether it's men's or children's or housewares or shoes or electronics, whatever it is. And then we look to see that they're in saleable condition, that they're in good condition. Once they are, uh, we, we color tag them. That lets us know how long the merchandise has been in our stores. So it's not, so the merchandise is always fresh and turning. Um, and it goes to our stores and then people shop there and we love our customers. And um, I, I believe they love us because there's a whole new thing going on with thrifting 
and resellers and people buy from us and then they turn around and resell it somewhere else online which is, is okay? great yeah that's great that's great everybody there's plenty for everybody and so um so we take that like i said what we do with that money is that you shop you donate you help people with disabilities find jobs we take that money it goes into our rehab we teach people the work skills and many times we hire them ourselves into these four different business units and so we teach them how to work. You must be we a pretty big a executive job. over there. <laughs> no, not yes, really. Yes, where are we? Yes, she is. <laughs> so, I've just been there for a long time, yeah. so, I, so I know so, a lot of stuff. Uh, not too long ago, uh, I looked in my closet, and I said, those are all pre-COVID clothes. So I took this many. Right. Just, just took the whole thing. You and the rest Suit, of the city, yes. Right. I know what the 19 stands for now, all right? <laughs> <laughs> took the whole thing. Suits, shirts, slacks, shoes, socks, everything. Everything, and we brought it over to you. And I'm thinking, well, what What goes on with that? So yep. now, now that we know, now you know, we get it sorted. We get them into our stores, and we sell them, and we use that money to help, um, you know, people with disabilities do something. Let's talk about the facility where you make clothing. Mm -hmm. That's for the armed services. Yes. Yes. Which armed services? All of them. We have. We do a couple of uh, a, a garment or two from each. So we we've done things for the the Navy, for the Army, for the Marines. So different things. Right now we're doing. Um, we do over five thousand garments a day. So, so think about that. That's like a, that's lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah. That's, that's more shirts than we'll have in a while. Yeah. So do they say we need you know a five hundred large, five hundred mediums? Yep. Is that how? Yep. Yep. So the contracts may be 500,000 units for the year. And so we kind of, you know, divide that into our production line and, and we I get it implored. done. Yeah. And I think most of Miami is about, you yeah. know, is, is like pretty amazing. Well, the other thing too, for, for COVID, because, you know, we did have, you know, let's not, let's not kid ourselves. We were hit very, very, you know, a great impact because of COVID. We had to furlough, you know, 2,800 employees. We had to close our 34 stores, which is, you know, a, you know, a moneymaker for us. And so we, we adapted very quickly. And with some of the military fabric, the camouflage, camouflage fabric, we were able to make masks. We were one of the first um, organizations locally to be able to make masks. We provided a lot of masks to Baptist hospitals and some medical gowns because we shifted our manufacturing skills and the equipment that we had to be able to provide and help the community do, you know, do their thing and do our part. And so as big as we are, uh, we're also very, um, agile we're able to move and shift and and respond to the to the community needs and the people that we serve's needs so and and speaking of COVID, uh in the room where you make these clothes how big is that room oh it's large our facility is probably over 265,000 square feet and so when you walk out of the <laughs> elevator sorry. yeah it's huge it's huge you you need to come we actually you were going to come over to do one of your one of your tours one um before COVID hit we had you on the calendar and everything and we had to cancel obviously because of COVID, but we'll get you back. It is really unbelievable. Like when people think of Goodwill, the one thing I always hear, which you've said it in, in not so many words, is I had no idea. No, no one does. No one does. All and right. so by the time you're done, we hope that you think Goodwill, and what a good idea. Yeah. And, and by the way, I'll just ask you, we, we're coming out with a special in, in Palmetto Bay and Cutler Bay about uh -huh. um, COVID heroes. Yeah. And so I'm going to call you Put later. Us on and there. we all right. And I want you to provide us with pictures yep. of these people yep. and your and your operation about how you help and how you were able to to pivot really pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. how yep. long was it from the time March whatever it was till mm -hmm. where you go, "Oops, we have a pro we have a business problem and we need a solution." How long did it take before you were able to start 
you know, adjusting and what were some of those adjustments? I would say it took us uh, probably three to four weeks to reconfigure our apparel manufacturing to be able to do these masks. We produced probably over 100,000 of these masks uh, very quickly. As I said, we provided them to some of our vendors. I know um, Rider Systems is one of our, our customers. We provided over 80,000 masks to them so they can continue to do their thing. Um, but we, we shifted very quickly. And at the same time, we had to keep ourselves very safe. So we yes. did a lot of these partitions that are between us here. We put a lot of partitions. We did a lot of um, just everything to keep our, 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 for, you know, our, our workforce safe. So it's very, um, we adapted very quickly. We adapted By the way, very folks, quickly. Uh, when people come to the building and wash your hands and take the temperature, we got a tag. Look, she's tagged right there, and there's a piece of glass between us. All right. Yes, yes, yes. So the viewers, by the way, just see this black line between us. Yes. They might think we're in different places, but we're actually close Everybody's very close to safety, yeah. And, and, and so I, I also want to say one of, the thing, one of the challenges that we have is to make sure that, you know, that, that, that the customers, the consumers are comfortable coming, coming back out into the community. And it's really important that everyone knows that in our stores we are really doing uh, safety right. We're making sure that we're keeping it clean and keeping it safe. And we really do want to welcome everybody back to our stores, especially for the holiday season. There's a, a they new really want to reach you. <laughs> There's a new trend going on right now because so many people stayed at home, which is kind of do-it-yourself and home decor. And so a lot of our a lot of our, our trends in in the in our stores have been a lot of housewares people buy and they're setting up for the fall and holidays and doing um, crafts and you know homemade holiday gifts and things like that. So we really do want to encourage everybody to come back and visit um, our stores. And if you've never been, you're in for a, a treat. So one of the things we've recognized is that there ha people have not been traveling like they did pre-COVID. Correct. Yeah. And there's and so there's there the money's being used differently, mm -hmm. and so that's why Home Depot sales are twenty four yes. up twenty four percent. Yes. I did a little spot check the other day. And I went to three Home Depots and one Lowe's. What were they giving away? Packed. Yeah. Packed. Yes. Right. And I drive yes. a truck. I'm going. I'm looking around. I'm lots of trucks, lots of moms and dads with their kids yep. going and and going for a, an afternoon out to figure out what what kind of changes they're going to make. So yep. lots of people have a lot of money, all right, to be able to make some changes. Mm -hmm. So what is it if somebody wants to buy some product that was produced or handled by Goodwill? What can they do other than to walk into a local store? Because most people sort of. I'm not sure if they know where the stores are. What can they do? Right. No, I mean, the, the biggest way we do with, with the donations we receive is we, we process them through our sales. So if you really want to support Goodwill, um, there's always the two things. Of course, there's cash donations, which, of course, is always you can go online um, and send us donations. That always helps because that allows us to help cover for the, the huge impact that we've had with COVID. Um, to continue to donate, you know, your, your stuff to Goodwill and to, and to shop our stores. That's really the best way to, to do, to, you know, to help support Goodwill. And, the, and if, you know, the way it is, you have your, in your house, you have some furniture and you go, gee, I paid $5,000 for this setup yep. here. And yep. then you say, okay, I'm going to go pick, get another set of stuff. And then you go, what am I going to do? Yeah. All right. Donate you can, to yeah, you can throw it out, which is going to cost you. You can pay somebody, the delivery guys, to take it with them. Yeah. Or you can call Goodwill yeah. and say, we have this furniture. The furniture that you thought was so valuable yesterday, right. now it's re replaced. Right, right. So 
they will send a truck out to pick up yeah. the stuff? Actually, let me, let me, that's a kind of a misnomer. We, Goodwill hasn't done home pickups for many years. Oh, I'm sorry. I that's okay. Myself. That's okay. okay. No, but that's okay. It's important because we get that question a lot. So what happens is we have donation drive-throughs where if you have the furniture, you can, you could either hire some of those guys and they can drop it off for us or you can bring it yourself. But unfortunately we don't do home pickups anymore. It's just, it just wasn't viable for us to continue to do that. And it's worked out. We, we haven't done that probably for over 20 years. Really? Yeah. Sorry guys. That's okay. That's okay. No problems. Um, but yeah, but people still manage to get the furniture uh, to us. And, you know, it's funny that you should say that because Goodwill has been around for over 100 years. It started in 1902 in Boston. Um, we celebrated our 60 years last year uh, here in, here in, in Miami. Um, but we consider ourselves one of the original recycler, recyclers. So when you talk about sustainability and environmentally, so here in Miami, we divert over 38 million pounds of stuff that would otherwise be in landfills because they're being resold and repurposed at our stores. So that is a huge amount um, that we are just able to recycle just by virtue of being in, you know, in the secondhand business. So there's just a lot of different things that Goodwill is, is doing to make sure that we continue to recycle. We're working with a lot of uh, resellers and people in retail and fashion who want to repurpose and just do a lot of great things. So, Lourdes, tell us about the commercial clo uh, clo it's clothing cleaning. The commercial laundry, yes. Com commercial laundry. Yes. Tell us about that. What does that yeah. look like? So that is an actual state-of-the-art uh, laundry facility. It is all environmentally friendly. We actually recycle the heat that is generated from our dryers. It is. Wait, say that again? Th we, we recycle the heat that is generated from our You don't our like dryers. pump it up into the atmosphere? Yes. No, we capture it, and then we recycle that air, and then it goes back and it dries up some of the clothes. We're state-of-the-art. We're state-of-the-art. Um, and, and it's funny because we're actually working right now. One of the projects I'm working on is coming up with a virtual tour. We love to people to come visit us, but because lately they haven't been able to do it, I'm working on a virtual tour that I hope to have um, up on our website in a month's end that we invite people to see it. You want to see the facility, it'll be there. But it is really neat. It is really state-of-the-art. The tunnel washer is probably the size of this room where all the sheets go in there. So we have a soiled side and then we have a clean side. And so you kind of obviously, because of germs and things, you can't cross over. And so it is a, it is a, a magnificent looking facility. And we have, you know, machines that fold So, so that facility itself, uh -huh. how many square feet is that facility? Um, that one, I probably want to say is about 85,000 square feet. This is the real deal. Yeah. And then we have a facility in Broward also who does uh, some, of, some of the things that we do. And I haven't even talked about the, what, what we do with e-commerce. We sell online too. All of our books we sell online. We're launching our newest thing as a third-party logistics where we're doing kind of fulfillment, kitting, and assembly for people who want to sell online. We're very busy at Goodwill. There must be some pretty smart people. I'd like there. to think so. <laughs> yes. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and also about um, – the uh, president uh, and how long he's been there. Okay, so um, so like I said I'm I'm a Miami girl. I was born and raised here. Um, you know, I went to Lord's Academy, and so uh, I went to University of Miami for a couple of years, and then I went to Boston University. Uh, came back came back to Miami. Uh, I worked in in corporate marketing, um, and I'm not sure how, but I wound up in doing nonprofit uh, marketing, and so. 21 years later, here I am. I was hired by then um, the, the then president and CEO of Goodwill, who really kind of was the mastermind behind this, which was Dennis Pastrana, who has since retired. Um, and for the last five years, we have been um, 
David Landsberg, the ex-publisher of the Miami Herald, who is who has been kind of at our helm now, really taking the baton and taking it to another level. And so, it's a uh, it's a it's a it's a great organization to be with. Really is. A lot of people think nonprofits. They think American Cancer, American Diabetes mm -hmm. Foundation, and things right. like that. And almost nobody, I guess, understands the full impact of what they do, right? right. As as with as with Goodwill. Again, I'm pr I'm probably the average guy thinking Goodwill. You drop off some clothes, right? And they clean them up and they put them in the store. Yeah, and we're they make so much more than that. Yeah, and and sometimes in you know I come up with the marketing campaigns, and I'll say that. No, that's a surprise. We're so much more than our stores, and I put so with like four O's behind it because we really are so much more than our stores, and so. Um, it's just, it's, a, it's one of our, our, our little gems here in the city. F from a marketing point, that's certainly a challenge for a lot of, a lot of folks about, yes. so they had its core product that they started with and it's grown and people's image is still what it used to be. How long does it take to go from, this is our core product, but we also have a lot of this over here. Right? It takes a long time, be particularly because nonprofits don't have really a nickel to spare. So you have to weigh, do we put the nickel that we have to spare to mission, to help people, or do we kind of put it to tell the message? And so you really have to have that delicate balance of how do you do that? How do you split that nickel in so many ways? Which is why, again, we're asking the community for any contributions because it helps us go a longer way. I mean, the way that I like to say it is the more money that we that we make or the more money that we have, the more people that we help. It's really it's really that simple. Um, but it's 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 always challenging to make sure that people really understand what we do. And in a world of covid, you were asking me a little bit about myself that what I encourage a lot of a lot of um, you know, today's youth as they're studying and trying to pick their career path is you can make, uh, you know, a nice living working at a nonprofit and you're really making a difference. I learned that in COVID, a lot of people wanted to kind of redefine themselves and find purpose in what they do um, and really enjoy what they do. And working at a nonprofit really does that, um, you know, in a beautiful way because you're doing what you like, what you're good at, and you're helping people along the way. And it doesn't get any better than that. Uh, the other day, we, we were talking with a friend of ours, uh, Rabbi Yossi Harley from Plug uh, Time, from Chabad of uh, Kendall and Pinecrest. Uh -huh. And he said, Michael, I want to share something with you and your, and your viewers. What's that? He said, somebody called me from Michigan to wish me a happy birthday. And he said, the rabbi says to his friend, my birthday was a few months ago. He says, well, I saw you on uh, being interviewed by the Millers the other day, and I'm going to send you a donation. And he sent him, for me, was a, a significant $5,000 donation. Yeah. We'll take it. The fulfillment that, that I felt and yes. this organization felt that here was somebody that was looking at some of the work that we were doing. Right. Brought forth the rabbi, connected with him, and thinking the, the donor had the pleasure of, of giving it, and then the rabbi had the pleasure of receiving it, and now he's giving it out to the people. Exactly. Uh, right. That is, I'm getting goosebumps just saying I that. Love that it. is so cool. But you know what? I love that you said that because the way that I position myself, whatever goodwill as I represent them, is we are the bridge that ties the community to wanting to help to the people who need the help. And so if you think about that for a moment, a lot of times you have people that want to donate, but they don't know where to donate. They don't know where to start. They don't know if they can trust the organization. And then here is a nonprofit who sits in the middle who can help facilitate and make that happen for you. So I like to look at it as you're not donating to Goodwill, you're donating through Goodwill. So you give it to Goodwill, you feel really good about it, and then we just turn around and then help the community you know, who really are the ones who need it, because we vet that for So them. if somebody wanted to make a, a donation, whether yes. it was articles or money, 
some of that money makes its way to the people that are washing the clothes. Of course. To the people that are making the, uh, the armed services yes. that are doing the other work that you The that people you do. we provide services. Last year we provided service to 7,000 people in the community. And so again, there's 455,000 people with disabilities of working age in the community. We served 7,000. There's so much more work to be done. You know, and I want to make sure that everybody knows we are a nonprofit. Sometimes on social media, you hear the craziest things. Uh, we are a nonprofit, 100% legit I, are nonprofit. Are you listening, folks? Are you listening, folks? We are a, we are a nonprofit. And, uh, you know, whenever you hear something that doesn't sound quite right, before you jump on a bandwagon, do your research. We know we haven't been around, you know, for, for more than 100 years if we were doing something that wasn't quite right. So, uh, we really do put our money where our mouth is and we really do help um, the people that we serve. And again, it makes all the difference because the stronger we are as a community. You're an extraordinary person. Oh, and thank a, you. And a, you must be a super, super administrator and somebody that works with people and gets it and understands that connection from between way over here and how you're putting food on somebody's table on the other end. Yes. All right, so we're yes. gonna wrap it up. Is there awesome. something you'd like to say? No, just thank you so much for having. Thank you for having this opportunity. Uh, continue to find, you know, I, I tell the, I tell everybody, you know, continue to find purpose. Do something that's good that makes you feel good, that helps other people good, um, and just keep supporting the people who are trying to help others. It's interesting because we usually end this part here where I ask you to talk to talk to somebody, and you just did. Yeah, there right? you go. See? So maybe there's somebody <laughs> out there that's going to listen to you. That would be great. Okay, great. Again, our guest today is Lourdes Little from Goodwill, South Florida. want to thank you for joining in. and want to thank Tommy for the show. We're looking forward to this evening for some really terrific uh, products that we're going to be providing. Again, thanks for joining us. This is Live with Miami's Community News. Have a great day.